Hey there, movie fans, and welcome to another episode of Comics and Cinema. I'm your host, Alex Klein, and we've got a great show for you today, so let's get going. Um, Today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about a couple of movies that I saw this week, along with some news, uh, some movie news, and a couple of other bits as I remember them. But uh, before we get started, just so you guys are aware, this weekend, Hustlers and the Goldfinch is coming out in theaters. Uh, The Goldfinch is uh, the movie with um, Nicole Kidman, and I believe it's Ansel Elgort, uh, yep, and it's also got uh, Oaks Fogley and Jeffrey Wright is in it. Luke Wilson's in it as well as Sarah Paulson. Directed by John Crowley. It's a movie about a boy in New York who is uh, taken in by a wealthy Upper East Side family after his mother is killed in a bombing at the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the Met. And um, it's, uh, it's a long one. It's two hours and 29 minutes. So if you've got some time and want to check that one out, it seems like it's definitely going to be sort of an artsy movie. Um, so if you're into that stuff, by all means, like I said, check that one out. The one I'm a little more interested in today is Hustlers. Um, hour and 49 minutes. It's inspired by the viral New York Magazine article, Hustler, Hustlers follows a crew of savvy former strip club employees who band together to turn the tables on their Wall Street clients. And if that doesn't excite you, here's the cast. Constance Wu, Jennifer Lopez, Julia Stiles, Met Towley, Wa Ching Ho, Emma Batiz. Uh, we're missing somebody. I could have sworn there was an. Oh, yeah. Lily Reinhardt is in here. And so is Lizzo and Cardi B. Uh, guys, this is a star studded cast. Usher's in it. Whoa. And it's directed by Lorraine uh, or Lauren Scafaria who looks a lot like Famke Janssen, but uh, she was the director for, and I'm, I'm pulling this up as it goes, uh, she directed Seeking a Friend for the End of the World. She directed a couple episodes of New Girl, the movie The Meddler, and um, and now Hustlers. So this movie's actually getting really good reviews, really rave reviews. And um, if you're looking for, um, I guess, an all-female movie, this is your this is your ticket. Um, I'm trying to think when the last one was. I, I guess it would have been Booksmart. Um, yeah, I'm, I, I'm, none of the others are coming to head. So you know, if that's something that you like, I'm definitely going to be seeing this movie. Uh, my wife wants to really see it as well. Uh, we may try and see it this weekend, but if not, like I said, I am traveling all next week. And I'm going to jump that in right now. I'm traveling all next week. There won't be any podcasts next week. But um, if I don't see it this weekend, I will see it next weekend for sure. Because I'm really looking forward to that movie. I love Lily Reinhardt. I love Constance Wu. Jennifer Lopez is hit or miss for me. But overall, I really like her. I like Julia Stiles. It's a great cast. So I'm really excited to see what's going on in that movie. Um, So then next up, uh, let's talk about a couple bits of news that I wanted to touch on. So, (coughs) excuse me. I'm just getting this from... Uh, IMDb's news, but uh, Felicity Huffman was sentenced to 14 days in jail for the college admissions cheating case. Um, I'm not trying to it's a say one way or the other. All I got to say is 14 days is not a long time. That's two weeks, and uh, yeah, that's a full two weeks. But, uh, you know, there's times where I, I joked with my wife. I said, you know, it'd be really fun. I kind of would like to go to jail uh, just 
because of um, like to get away from it all. Like it would be like a vacation, especially if it's like a minimum security situation where, um, you know, you get your three square meals a day. You get to go to, you know, you go to bed, do a little bit of exercising and working out and uh, you don't have to, you know, do your regular life. That's kind of what I'm seeing is going to probably happen with Felicity when she's, um, you know, serving this out. I'm wondering if it even says where she's going to, um, oh, oh, wow, she was recommended a one-month sentence. That's just crazy to me. Um, and she, uh, well, she apologized, so that's great. But, uh, well, okay, she pled guilty to one count of conspiracy to commit mail fraud and honest services mail fraud. So, um, I don't know. I honestly, I don't know if that's an appropriate sentence for what she did. I, and I'm legitimately saying that I don't know. I just, I'm giggling because 14 days, you know, you think about all the, the, uh, people who are in prison and in jail right now that, uh, are in there for, um, really small things like minor drug offenses and other, other stuff like that and are in there for life. And she essentially, uh, cheated getting into college or her kids essentially like, um, it's essentially an entitlement sort of thing. And she only gets 14 days. So we can clearly see where the fairness lies, but uh, that's all I was going to say on that. I'm seeing a weird news article guys that says Denzel Washington is being eyed to play uh, MCU's Magneto. I'm going to point out right now that this was reported by, we got this covered who, uh, you shouldn't trust at all. They, uh, they post a lot of fake articles that are usually pulled out of thin air or based off of speculation from other stuff. So honestly, I'm not even going to talk about that because because I, unless it's confirmed, there's no point in even even discussing that. Um, and that wasn't really one I wanted to talk about. Anyway, um, here's the one I did want to talk about, though. This is it's a little further down, but Paul Fig uh, or Feig, I think his name is. He's the guy who did uh, the all female Ghostbusters movie. He did Bridesmaids. He's a great director, and he is going to write and direct Dark Army monster movie for Universal. And there's no plot details around this movie. But uh, I wanted to get into a really bit of funny speculation on this one because I had made a post on Twitter the other day. Somebody had said that maybe Universal should do, and I had hoped for this for a long time, a sort of Abbott and Costello type movie for the uh, for these characters. As you know, Universal monster movies consist of uh, Frankenstein's monster or the movie Frankenstein. Uh, Dracula, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Wolfman, and if you guys know or are aware, I'm a huge Abbott and Costello fan, and back uh, back in the day, Abbott and Costello would do these, at, like Abbott and Costello meet the Wolfman, or Abbott and Costello meet Frankenstein, and in these movies, it would basically be a comedy movie, and it was a universal movie, but it was a comedy movie with Abbott and Costello, who are two of like the funniest comedians ever, and comedy duos ever, and, uh, like the one, the Wolfman one, I think, I think it's just the Wolfman in that movie, but I'm pretty sure in the Abbott and Costello meets Frankenstein, it's Frankenstein, Dracula, and the Wolfman. So it was like, it was, it was almost like a 1950s version of the Avengers in a sense, where it was like this connected universe of characters that were all meeting up. But the difference being that it was to the foil of, uh, Abbott and Costello. So it was like, just so many sight gags and uh, just hilarious moments. And so if that's what they're thinking of doing, and so that was what the, the Twitter post was, was like, oh, wouldn't it be cool if that's what it was? A hundred percent that would be cool if it was some sort of, uh, you know, sort of a win-win of we get to see all of the Universal Monsters together 
on uh, the big screen with good CGI this time. Uh, but also we get a great comedy movie. And so I had said uh, on Twitter, my suggestions for who would b- be the new Abbott and Costello. And so I want to I let you guys know on these. Let me know your thoughts. Let me know what you think. These were just a couple, and they were literally off the top of my head. But honestly, in terms of an Abbott and Costello type thing, the first thing that popped to my mind was Kevin Hart and The Rock. That would be a really funny duo. I can just picture them. And, and again, this would be a current day one, so it's not going to be like those Abbott and Costellos where literally it was just them bumbling around and the monsters would like their hand, the mo- like Dracula would try and open his coffin. And every time that Costello would turn around, he, uh, the coffin would close and he'd be like, like, what happened? What happened? Like that sort of stuff. I don't think plays well anymore. It's going to probably be something where they're actually going to have to fight the monsters because they're going to be CGI wise, super scary monsters, just like in the mummy movie with, uh, Tom Cruise, which, uh, despite what you say about that movie, and I'll say it, the movie was crap. Uh, I really liked the um, the creature from the Black Lagoon hand in there, and then I also liked a couple bits of the movie here and there. But even in that one, there was a lot of it was an action movie. So Kevin Hart and The Rock would be perfect for that. Like The Rock, can you imagine The Rock holding like a giant gun and Kevin Hart holding a really tiny gun? Or, um, you know, the, just the jokes between them of him being so big and Kevin being so small. Obviously, I don't know how that would work since Kevin Hart's injured right now from a car accident. But that was one. The next one was Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes, the uh, the Jay and Silent Bob duo. I think that would be a really funny one. And um, uh, the other two that I put on here, too, were Kate Blanchett and Kate McKinnon, like a double Kate uh, attack there. And I think that wouldn't be great because Kate McKinnon is one of the funniest people in movies right now like anytime I see her she is just has me laughing and Kate Blanchett can I know she can be really funny too because I've seen it in like Thor Ragnarok and whatnot but she's that serious funny so I think they would play off of each other really well and then the other one which is is you know total fan fan service sort of thing is Tessa Thompson and Brie Larson that would be a really cool uh one too just to see them together after uh, Avengers Endgame and and you know the whole Marvel craze of them wanting them to be together but oh yeah right um I thought to myself like okay who would be a perfect uh foil for costello and who would be a perfect foil for abbott uh in the sense of just kind of their personalities because if, if you guys have seen any of those movies abbott but abbott is um he was like the serious guy he was always punching and slapping and kicking costello because costello was usually like the bumbling idiot that um didn't really know what was going on ever he was always entranced by some some woman that like was usually tricking him into like giving him money or something it was always so funny but i'm thinking to myself like who would be a good sort of costello and that would be pat oswald and then who would be a really good Abbott would be Keanu Reeves. And the reason I say that is because can you imagine Patton Oswalt with his classic comedy bits that he does along with kind of being that bumbling guy that you see like in uh, Parks and Rec and uh, Keanu coming off of John Wick. Like that would just be the coolest thing in the world. Sort of the... Uh, Uh, like central intelligence where the rock and Kevin Hart where Kevin Hart was like not a spy and the rocks like doing all these big bomb and blow up sequences. And Kevin's like, like, Oh my God. And uh, that would be so cool because Keanu, as we know, would be kicking ass, like shooting pistols everywhere and blowing stuff up. And, uh, and Patton Oswalt would just be a hilarious foil to him. Like all of those I think would be really cool. And obviously, I mean, like I said, that's, that's super speculation at this point because we don't even know if that's what's going on. 
um, in terms of uh, if that's what the movie is going to be. Like I said, I have no idea. But in, in terms of in my head, I would pay to see that movie. I would pay to see a five-movie series with all five of those suggestions in there uh, because, like I said, they're all great. Um, but yeah, so that's just a couple bits of news coming out of Hollywood right now. Uh, what I wanted to talk about real quick, though, in terms of the movies I saw is uh, we're getting into fall, guys. And uh, one of the best things and one of my favorite things about fall are fall movies. And most of the time, that's typically a ho- like Halloween type movies. But there's other movies that kind of are, are fallish, folly. And uh, typically every year, I'll watch as many as I can, usually on repeat of ones that I'd seen the prior year. But what's cool is this year, my cousin, uh, my cousin Harry, who uh, is in call lives in Colorado now, and my brother also lives here now, and or he had before, but now we all kind of have our own place, sort of thing. And we all love movies, so we decided this year that we we all picked five of our of five Halloween movies that we want to watch throughout the month of October. So we did that, and we had other ones that were like, eh, we kind of wanted to watch this one too. And uh, my cousin has suggested, he said, well, why don't we just start now? Like, why don't we start, that way we have all of September too. Because September, And I've been noticing this as well. A lot of people I've been talking with, they're putting up Halloween decorations right now. They're saying, oh, I want to maximize fall. And you know what? I kind of dig that because it seems like, October 1st hits and it's like, oh, it's a mad dash to Halloween. Like, oh my God, we only have one month. Oh, wow. So it's like, why not prolong that and have a whole two month extravaganza? Because a lot of September always feels like fall as well, at least just right after August. So I wanted to share with you guys what that list of movies is. And um, that way, obviously, I'll be sharing it with you as we watch them. But um, the movies that I had picked were Dr. Terror's House of Horrors. That's an old um I think it's a British movie, but it's an old scary movie with uh, Peter Cushing and Christopher Lee, Donald Sutherland. It's uh, it's one of our family's favorite, most favorite movies. I love that movie. Um, so Dr. Terror's House of Horrors, The Witch, uh, Ichabod, and Mr. Toad, another classic uh, fall Halloween movie. Uh, that's uh, basically a, a dual, dual combo Disney cartoon of the adventures of uh, Mr. Toad and also Ichabod Crane, The Legend of uh, Sleepy Hollow. And that that, oh, that one just is so good. And then The Exam, which is uh, a movie, a IFC movie about, it's a really good movie, and I haven't seen it in years, but it's a scary movie about this room where you go, these people go into this room, and they have to take, there's an exam, it's it's an exam. And, uh, and I don't remember a lot of the details, because like I said, it's been years, but what happens is there's a piece, everyone has a piece of paper and a pencil on their desk. And there's, I think there's only one question on it. And I don't remember what the question is, but like nobody can answer it. And they're, they're all like, oh my, like what, what are we supposed to do? Like, how do we do this? And so it goes, it gets pretty crazy. Like the doors get locked and essentially it's like, uh, people are getting killed sort of thing. Like they're killing each other because I'm pretty sure only one person can pass. And, uh, like I said, it's just, it's a crazy good, scary movie. And then, uh, the other one I picked was, uh, Van Helsing, which is some of you may scoff at. That's the, I believe Alex Summers directed that movie. The same guy who did, um, the mummy movies, mummy, mummy returns. Obviously there's a theme there, but I loved that movie too. I, uh, I love Hugh Jackman is in it. Kate Beckinsale, uh, and just the fact that it's, uh, werewolves and, uh, Dracula, and all of, and Frankenstein's monster is in it as well. 
it, it's just it's a really good movie i like it and i'd like to see how the cgi holds up because again i haven't seen that one in a while and i actually have it on 4k and i wanted to see how it held up on 4k and then my cousin picked halloween the original halloween Trick or Treat, which is another one of our favorite movies, and it's the perfect Halloween movie. If you haven't seen Trick or Treat, that's one of the ones you should definitely see, especially if, if you're trying to watch some movies for Halloween. Uh, it's an anthology series, an anthology movie. The Thing, John Carpenter's The Thing, The Strangers, the first Strangers movie, Suspiria, the original Dario Argento movie, Rosemary's Baby, and I think now we're into my brother's picks, which were Rosemary's Baby, Invasion of the Body Snatchers, the 1978 version, the one with uh, also Donald Sutherland and uh, Jeff Goldblum, and then The Shining, Sinister, and Tales from the Crypt. And so, like I said, I think actually this weekend we're shooting to try and watch Rosemary's Baby as that's like, yeah, it's sort of a Halloween movie, but it, it verges on it being a fall movie. But lucky enough, we've actually found some more. And so, like I said, we're trying to watch as many as we can. And the uh, so the two movies that I saw this week, which are part of that, are Ma and um, The Dead Don't Die. And so both of them were... I don't know. I wasn't expecting much from Ma, and it kind of was right there. So just just so I can show you, I gave Ma a 5 out of 10, and I gave The Dead Don't Die a 6 out of 10. But let me explain both of these movies. So Ma is a Blumhouse movie that uh, stars Octavia Spencer and is a movie about these uh, teens who essentially the movie is about these teens. This is a lonely woman befriends a group of teenagers and decides to let them party at her house. Just when the kids think their luck couldn't get any better, things start happening that make them question the intention of their host. It's a very, very straightforward movie, but essentially these kids want to party and Octavia Spencer kind of hooks them up, helps them out, gets some alcohol and stuff. They go party over at her house, but eventually things start getting kind of creepy and uh, obviously she is not what she seems if you've seen the trailer you know the movie like there's nothing and that's kind of what bummed me out in this was it was a very by the numbers um scary movie that it just i don't know there, there really were a couple obviously octavia spencer did a great job she was very creepy very weird she definitely you could tell that she she kind of wanted to do this movie to to stretch her legs a little bit because she kind of gets into that same role like, uh, you know, when she was in The Help, in Hidden Figures, uh, Fruitvale Station, The Shack, she kind of just plays that same character, and she sort of, she starts that way in this movie, and so you're like, oh, it's Octavia Spencer, like, oh, she's really, she's the cool, the cool chick, and then it's like, oh, whoop, nope, that's, uh, she is really creepy, and so if you're looking for that sort of thing, check it out, and it's got some other surprise a a actors in it, it's got Diana Silver's who uh, and she's the basically the main character. She's from Booksmart. She was also in Glass, but uh, it's got Juliette Lewis, and then it also has some surprise guests that we weren't expecting when we watched it. Luke Evans is in it, along with Missy Pyle, and then a surprise, the most surprising cameo by Allison Janney. Guys, here's what I want to go over with you because this is uh, this isn't even a spoiler, and I'm not gonna. There's no, I mean, there's no even spoiling of this movie, but. I just want to point out to you that Allison Janney won an Oscar last year for her performance in I, Tonya. She won an Oscar and she won a Golden Globe. She won them both. Like she, she swept it last year for her performance in I, Tonya, and deservedly so. She did phenomenal. She is a phenomenal actor. But 
in this movie, Octavia Spencer is a, um, she's kind of like a vet tech at a veterinary office, and she, like, manages the, I can't even say this with a straight face, she manages the front counter, and I'm, yeah, manage is in quotes, for sure, she, like I said, she is super creepy, and so we kind of find out as we're going on that there's, like, she basically got wronged when she was in high school with all of these kids parents when she was in high school and so she's kind of trying to get revenge and so she's like there'll be multiple cutaway scenes of her at work either at the front desk or in the back with like an animal and every single time she's like because if you remember in the trailers she'll be like texting the kids like what's up are we gonna party again like don't make me drink alone she uh she says she sends them like weird videos and stuff and she does most of that while she's at work So she's like, she'll be texting at work or looking up some weird, like creepy stuff at work. And literally every scene is here. So she's like in the, in the, the room with like a, a sleep dog or something. And Allison Janey is the manager at the, the vet plays. And so she just like pops her head in and, and I gotta, cause I gotta quote her because I gotta remember what Ma's name is. Uh, She plays Sue Ann. Her name's Sue Ann. So she'd be like, Sue Ann, you need to get like Sue Ann. Put your phone down and shave that dog and then like walks away. Sue Ann, are you going to work today at all or are you going to just be on your phone? She literally does that like four times and then that's it. That's it. That's all we see of Alice and Janie until the very end of the movie. And I won't tell you what happens at the end with Alice and Janie. But again, I don't know why she did this my brother's suggestion was the classic one for them one for you type movie where she you know did but did something for blumhouse but i don't know like why would you take a role where i was like wait a minute is that allison janey and is all she doing just criticizing octavia spencer what the hell it was so weird and then we're like oh crap luke evans is in this movie and and these people it was like why did they do that? Like, why did they do this? Why did they go into this movie? Um, but yeah, I mean, other than that, it was, like I said, it was just, eh. okay, what the, so wait, he's in it? So the director is in this movie. Interesting. Okay, so the director of the movie, Tate Taylor, is also in this movie, and he plays the police officer who kind of, he actually had a pretty cool role in the movie. A very brief role, but still, I don't know. I, I wouldn't recommend this movie, but if you're wanting to see something with Octavia Spencer in it, maybe check it out. Uh, and it was written by Scotty Landis. Um, but yeah, so that's that's Ma. Like I said, not, not really a necessity. Here's where things get interesting, though. The Dead Don't Die. This is a zombie movie by Jim Jarmusch, both written and directed by Jim Jarmusch. And if that name sounds familiar, he did Broken Flowers, only lovers left alive stranger than Par- stranger than paradise and patterson and uh, i actually i really liked patterson as a movie it's a very uh it's a very different movie but i really liked that one so if you're looking for a movie that it has adam driver in it that's your movie and this one's also got adam driver in it so the dead don't die written and directed by jim jermush with a star-studded cast bill murray adam driver tom waits chloe uh, savini Steve Buscemi, Esther Ballant, Danny Glover. It's got, uh, there's a guy in there that we were joking. He looked just like The Rock. His name's Sid O'Connell. And uh, we're like, is that The Rock? And we're like, no, that's, uh, it's The Rock's brother, Brick. It's Brick. His, and it's not Dwayne Johnson. His name's Wayne. It's Wayne the Brick Johnson. Uh, but Caleb Landry Jones is in it. Riza is in it. And uh, Rosie Perez was in it as well. That's right. Along with Carol Kane. Tilda Swinton 
and Iggy Pop, Selena Gomez, Austin Butler. It's just it's a who's who. But uh, so this movie is about a town called Centerville that is a very small town that all of a sudden and it was actually a cool premise. So what what we find out as you're watching the news and specific scenes is there's this thing called polar fracking and it's like the government or some big corporations are fracking along the pole the like the pole of the earth and because of that the pole has shifted so the entire earth has shifted its pole so it's now rotating in a different direction all this crazy stuff so like it starts with all of these animals start running away and People are starting to like go crazy sort of thing. And then all of a sudden zombies come out. And what I loved about this movie was just almost how just laissez-faire everyone seemed about it. And in the funniest way. So like Bill Murray and Adam Driver are both the police officers in the town along with Chloe. And there's just this great scene. So the, um, the people are at the diner and these two zombies, Iggy Pop and this other person, they're both zombies. They come in after hours and they kill both of the people at the diner. And so then the next morning that, you know, they've got their, their, their chests are kind of bloated and they got all bit up and stuff. And Danny Glover's there and he's like, I, I don't, he goes, I don't know what, uh, like, what was it? Was it an animal or maybe several animals? And then, uh, Bill Murray arrives and he's like, what's going on? And he's like, you got to go see for yourself. And Bill Murray just wa- he like walks into the diner, looks at both of them, and just turns around and leaves. And uh, like their dead bodies on the ground. Turns around and leaves, walks out, goes up to Danny Glover, goes, what do you think it was? Was it animals? Ma- animal? Maybe several animals? And uh, he's like, oh, I don't know. And then, uh, and so he like pulled up in his police car. And then right after that, uh, Adam Driver pulls up in his smart car. He's driving a tiny smart car, which is just so funny. Walks out of a smart car, goes, what are we looking at? And he, uh, Bill Murray goes, like, head nods over to go look inside. Adam Driver walks inside, looks at both of them, goes, yuck. Turns around, walks outside, goes, what was it, an animal? Several animals? And then uh, then the third cop, the la- lady Chloe, she comes in, does the exact same thing. She goes, oh, my God, it looks like a – was it an animal or was it several animals? And uh, and that's like that part was funny. But then after that, uh, you know, everyone kind of leaves and it's the two it's the two police officers left. And Bill Murray goes – so he goes, be honest with me. What, what do you think it is? He goes, well, if I'm being honest, I'd say it's zombies. And he's like, zombies? He goes, yeah, ghouls, the undead. And he's like, really? He was like – yeah and then that's kind of, and then they're everyone's just like okay yeah it's zombies so then like everyone in town's like gearing up they're buying guns and and boarding up the like warehouse sort of thing and God, it's just it was weird because the whole movie is like adam adam driver kind of plays he's like I, they play the same song throughout the movie the dead don't die by is it jim sturgill because they mention it multiple times like it's a very meta movie like they, they break the fourth wall multiple times in this movie tilda swinton plays a hilarious scott and here's here's something for you so she's a scottish mortician who is really good with a sword and also and happens to be a little more than she seems and we find out why in a very weird scene towards the end of the movie 
but even more so than that it's just it was a movie about them kind of surviving the night sort of thing but the reason i gave it a six is because i thought the movie was really funny and it was i loved how meta the movie was but beyond that it was not that good of a movie like it was it was kind of weird like at the end they tried shoehorning and all this stuff about consumerism which is like the whole point of zombies that was why um george romero made the the night of the living dead movie it was sort of a commentary on consumerism and um so they like start bringing that up at the end and it was like okay where's this coming from and then honestly and i'm not kidding you the movie just ends and it's like oh okay all right it ended cool okay all right whatever it was just it was weird i mean but if you like jim jarmusch if you liked his other movies i think you'd probably enjoy this one and um that's really about it so like like i said if you're looking for a good like a good zombie movie or something to watch this halloween season you you could do better you there's plenty of other great zombie movies just off the top of my head you got Shaun of the dead uh dawn of the dead day of the dead land of the dead night of the living dead um and then you've got the dead don't die and so there's a you know there's a whole list of movies you should watch before this but um but it was enjoyable like i said i don't i'm not i don't regret watching it but I just, I wanted it to be a little better and it wasn't. And that's fine. That's, you know, it happens sometimes. And lastly, guys, you thought, you thought that you had your fill with uh, scary Halloween movies, but no, no, no. Um, maybe you guys forgot what today is, but not only is today a full harvest moon, but it is also Friday the 13th, which is a very special day. It's a dangerous day. It's a scary, spooky day. But to me, it is a day to honor a really great film franchise, the Friday the 13th film franchise. And when I say really great, I do not mean that. Um, I mean that in the strictest sense of I love the Friday the 13th movies and uh, I love how bad they are. But uh, I just wanted to talk very briefly about my experiences with Friday the 13th. Maybe they're the same as yours. And, uh, and then we'll wrap things up. So I, like I said, I love the Friday the 13th movies. I haven't seen all of them, but I've seen the original Friday the 13th. And I think I saw the second one, but my favorite Friday the 13th are, uh, Freddy versus Jason. Love that movie. Love how insane that movie is. Uh, but the big one that I really like is the, the most recent Friday the 13th, which I know, I know, uh, I know a lot of people do not like that Friday the 13th, the 2009 Friday the 13th, but I, I do. I really like that movie and I'm going to tell you why. The reason for it is because um, not only is it, in my opinion, better than the other Friday the 13th movies, just because it's a little more updated, a little, uh, a little more current, but I had a really cool experience before I watched it for the very first time when I was in, so when I was in high school in 2000, 2009. So I, I, it's one of those men, you know, how you have those memories where no matter how old you get, you're going to always remember that sort of stuff. Like some people remember where they were on nine 11. Some people remember where they were when Popeye's did the spicy chicken sandwich. I remember, uh, hearing about Friday the 13th. So I was in my U S government class at uh, again this was my last i believe it was either my last or second to last semester in high school and uh there was a kid in my class who had seen the movie and i wish i remember his name i think it was um pot it was uh, i don't remember his name but um we were sitting at our desks and and me being a bookworm i basically was just doing my work uh, like we had some class, some busy work to do. It was a, a weird teacher, weird situation. We'd basically just do busy work all the time. But uh, I was doing my busy work, and he was uh, he was talking about this movie that he had just seen, and he was talking about it out loud to a bunch of the other cool kids on the other side of the room. And I could not help but listen to it. 
and um, what was it what was his name Posh? Oh, man, I'm, oh, maybe I'll remember it as we're going. But he basically described this movie, and this is why I love this movie so much. And this, I think, this is something a lot of people forget. But he goes, okay, so Friday the Thirteenth movie opens up with a, a group of teens. We get it. That's what it is all the time. You know, these teens, they're they are having sex, they're doing drugs, and they're going to get killed. We get that. But so the movie starts with them going, they're finding their their campsite sort of thing, and all of a sudden, things start getting weird. The two two guys go, and, you know, they find weed in the corner, and they're, ha, ha, ha. And then another couple, they start having sex. All the classic tropes. And, and this is me describing it, but he essentially was describing the movie. And I'm like, okay, at the time, I didn't care about spoilers. Uh, but he, so he's describing, he's like, okay, so Jason comes kills the one chick, burns her alive in the sleeping bag, and then boom, next person, dead, like, by the end of it, this whole group, dead, they're all dead, like, this is, boom, 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 he's like, okay, and then the next guy goes, and then dies, he goes, and then, boom, the title card comes up and says, Friday the 13th, we, he's like, that was the first 20 minutes of the movie, and then, boom, the title card comes, and you're like, what, that's crazy, and I just, I remember him explaining that in class, and I thought, how cool is that? Like, I thought that, and then I watched it, and I was like, he's right. Like, how cool was it that they basically did Jason killing an entire group of people, uh, except for one, and then that's and that's how it ends, is the one girl escapes and hides, or she gets captured, though, and then the, the second group of characters that the movie is based around is trying to find her. But it, it throws you for a loop, because you're like, okay, this is the movie's going to be about these kids, and then nope, Jason kills all of them and then the title sequence comes and it's like 20 minutes of of movie he was like you wait 20 minutes to find out that this was the beginning of the movie and i always thought that that was the coolest thing in the world and again you know i wanted to be one of the cool kids and so i think that's why as well but i just i love that friday the 13th movie and i always try to watch it if there's a friday the 13th i don't remember the last time i did but um, I may try and watch it tonight. But like I said, I actually, I'd actually stopped the recording before I explained this Friday the 13th thing. And I was about to just publish this. And I was like, wait, I got to talk about this because I love those Friday the 13th movies. Beyond that too, any gamers out there, the Friday the 13th game is so fun. That's a, bi- a big shout out to that game. That game is great. Really fun to play, whether you're Jason or you're one of the survivors. Either way, guys, Happy Friday the 13th. Uh, it's a great a great year for movies, a great lifetime for movies. I really hope you guys watch something fun this weekend. Uh, from all of us here at Comics and Cinema, thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you at the movies.